A breast cancer diagnosis is an incredibly traumatic event in a person's life, and the psychological impact of a diagnosis can be significant if a patient's mental health is not looked after. We spoke with clinical psychologist and Cancer Council South Australia Senior Research Fellow Dr Lisa Beattie about how people can react after receiving this news and how important it is to look after a patient's mental health as well as their physical health. So there can be a whole variety of different reactions. Um, We do know that, as I said earlier, that the distress rates um, is roughly four in ten women will have what we call clinically significant distress. And as I said before, that's where it is actually getting to the point where it might be causing um, a real impact in how they're able to function in their life. It might be that it's stopping them from going out and socialising or it might be that it's stopping them from going out and working. And this is on top of, obviously, the impact of the cancer itself. Um, so we also know that there can be huge issues with body image. Um, we know that there's big issues with feeling shock and anger as well and also feeling one of the big things we're hearing a lot more now is that women might not necessarily feel like they're being particularly well supported um, that some of the people that they thought would be their core support people just disappear um, and that other people that they hadn't necessarily expected to be involved really put their hands up so the number of times I hear people say that um, breast cancer diagnosis really shows them who their true friends are um, yeah it's it's a very common finding. In uh, during treatment, there's obviously a huge focus on the physical health of the patient, but is there much of a focus in that um, clinical team on the psychological health? Is a psychologist usually involved in the person's treatment or do they need to be referred? Do they need to ask for it? How does that usually work? So I think that you'll find that's very uh, dependent on the institution and, and on the hospital. So some of the big metro-based hospitals um, with big cancer services will have a lot of funding for psycho-oncology so that you might have a team of people there that you can be referred to. The hospital that I work at, I'm the only psychologist that works in cancer and I'm funded to do one day per week. So as you can imagine, um, it can mean that there's really long wait lists as well. Um, the, the demand is very much exceeding the available supply. Um, so it's not always routine. Um, I think in some hospitals where there isn't any, that leaves a bit of an ethical dilemma for some of the clinicians. Do they screen for distress when they don't have anywhere to send people afterwards? Um, so we try and work in a very integrated fashion as part of the multidisciplinary team. But, um, you know, and I do feel for the services where there's just nowhere to, to send people, um, what they actually do with that. We do try. I mean, psychology is increasingly seen as um, a core component. We know that it impacts deeply not only on um, people's well-being, but can actually impact on medical outcomes as well, that there's an increased um, severity and prevalence of physical symptoms and side effects, um, increased severity of toxicities when people are feeling depressed or anxious or distressed, much higher um, additional healthcare utilisation when people have got um, untreated depression and anxiety as well. So it is being increasingly recognised that we, we need to actually screen and address distress. It's not an optional extra, it's a core component, but there is still that real resource um, demand and or gap that, you know, what do we do with the, the shortfall in the workforce? So, so obviously there are some uh, impacts if somebody doesn't seek support or isn't given that support. So it can really affect their ongoing treatment and recovery then? Mm-hmm. Yes, we do know there's a threefold reduction in adherence to their anti-cancer treatments for people who are, have untreated distress. Yeah. Right. And that can also lead to um, some of the recent meta-analyses have showed that there's a 17% increase in mortality rates when people have got untreated uh, depression. Um, I'm just thinking, when you go to your GP, 
um, you get a mental health plan and that's subsidised by Medicare in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the same, uh, I guess, procedure for somebody undergoing a cancer diagnosis? Is there any more financial support? How does that work? So if there's a psychologist associated with the hospital, there won't be any um, out-of-pocket costs for it. They'll actually just get a referral through their oncologist directly to that psychologist. Um, the One of the challenges and something we're trying to work on here in Australia is actually upskilling the community-based psychologists in how to treat depression and anxiety in, in cancer so that we can actually make use of that Medicare-funded um, system, the better, better access system, um, and get people you know, treated by some of these community-based psychologists as well. There can then be, obviously, yes, the out-of-pocket costs. Um, in terms of financial things that are available to them, I'm not actually too sure of that, but there are, you know, social workers and the Cancer Council um, are really great. They've got information and support lines that you can call and get um, information about those sorts of um, financial schemes if there are any available. And obviously there are those online support tools as well. Never forgetting the online support tools. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, so I guess just... Finally, on on this topic, is there any advice you would give to somebody who is struggling with their diagnosis or with their treatment? Yeah, I think first of all, it's really normal to to struggle. So I've been talking about the 30 to 40% of people that get clinically significant distress. I would say it's more upwards of, you know, 90 to 100% of people that will struggle when they're first diagnosed. Um, And yeah, so to recognise that it is perfectly normal, um, it doesn't make it enjoyable while you're stuck in it. Um, But yeah, that it will in over time reduce in severity but also don't be afraid to seek out those those tools the online tools they're there available for you also make sure you are an advocate and speak up um, if you feel comfortable doing so to your treatment team there are a lot of other allied health options Um, also some of the basic things that you can do to really look after yourself both your physical and your mental health is exercise don't underestimate the role of that that's a very um, affordable um, and effective treatment uh, for both your mental and physical health after treat, after your diagnosis. That was clinical psychologist and senior research fellow Dr Lisa Beatty. If you'd like to learn more about breast cancer trials or you'd like to support our life-saving research, follow us on social media or visit our website at breastcancertrials.org.au.